So we are continuing to read through some of the essential stories of the Bible, the ten-ish Bible stories, uh, that really help us to, to understand the story of Scripture. Uh, and we come today to really what is for us the climax of the story, the story of Jesus' death and resurrection. We talk about it today on All Saints Sunday, the day when we remember those men and women who have died and who shaped us in our faith. This story is, for the first Christians, the thing that made the least sense in the whole Jesus story. Okay? So, to back up, you have this guy who's walking around saying that he is the Messiah. And Messiah is the same word they use for king, right? So King David was called the Messiah. And King Solomon was called the Messiah. It means the one that God has anointed to rule over the people. And of course the people have been ruled by the Romans and before the Romans by the Macedonians, before the Macedonians by the Seleucids, right? And on and on. So they're waiting for a king. And along comes this guy who everybody's calling the Messiah, God's anointed. Now if you are a king over a nation that is ruled by somebody else, what's the first thing you have to do? Conquer it, right? You've got to kick out the people that are there. You've got to kick out the Romans, beat them down because they've been doing things that aren't good for God's people, and let the people rule on their own without the Romans there. And along comes Jesus, this Messiah, this anointed one, this Christ, this king of the Jews, and he dies. He doesn't just die. He dies a criminal's death. Like even today, if, if you murder somebody, you might or might not get the death penalty, right? You might get life in prison. But if you commit high treason, if you are a spy against our nation, chances are you're going to wind up with the death penalty, right? Same then. Jesus is walking around saying he's a king, which if you're the king, kind of sounds a whole lot like treason. And so they kill him in the most humiliating way possible. And it makes no sense because death, as we understand it, is an ending of a thing, right? Death is that final chapter, the end of the story, the last page of the biography. Death is so final that we tend to not talk about it, right? When somebody dies, we say, oh, they've passed. They've gone to be with the Lord. They're at peace. Anything so that we don't even have to say the word. Death is like Voldemort in our culture, right? Like you can't say the name. We fear if somebody, somebody has died, you know, and, and we go to console them, I'm sorry that your friend passed. Like, we're going to hurt their feelings by saying that they're dead. But they are. 
I mean, out of all people in the world, we are people who our faith begins in a tomb. Right? Like our faith begins with this statement that our Messiah is 180 degrees, the opposite of the Messiah that they were expecting. That instead of conquering the Romans, Jesus up and dies. And so we come in and we say that in holy baptism we are united with Christ in a death like his. You already did, people. What are you afraid of? And so as they began to make sense of this death thing, it was three days later, huddling around, frightened, that they discover that the tomb is empty. That Jesus is not there because he has risen. That death is not the final word. Death is just a part of the story. Now, that doesn't make it any easier. Notice what happens in this story and in every story where Jesus encounters death. Let's, let's jump back to John 11. In John 11, we have this story where Jesus' best friend, Lazarus, dies, right? You remember this? And Jesus and his friends, they come to Bethany. And Lazarus is already dead four days. And Mary is mad. And Martha is mad. And Jesus shows up and he goes to the tomb and he says, Oh, it's okay. Right? It's all going to be okay? Isn't that what Jesus says? No. He cries. He doesn't say, well, if God brought you to it, God's going to take you through it. He doesn't say that everything works out okay. He doesn't even say, I'm going to raise him from the dead. He cries. Even when we know how the story ends, death still sucks, people. It's still hard. The fact that we celebrate resurrection doesn't make death easier. It's still painful. Even for Jesus. If Jesus, who knows the power of resurrection better than anybody, can cry at death, so can we. It's still heartbreaking. It's still heartbreaking. And yet, it's not the end. Not but. It's not, oh, it's sad, but it's all going to be okay. It's not, oh, it's hard, but you'll get over it. It's, it's hard, it's sad, it's heartbreaking, and it's not the end of the story. And also, there is more to come. And also, we believe that our God is victorious even over the grave, even over our heartbreak. And so as heartbroken people, as people who live in a world where death is our companion and strife and war is our companion and illness and disease is our companion, we go forward boldly through the hard parts. With that being our strength, 
with our strength being that we are people who know death and also know the life that comes after. Know that our God has victory over the grave. I, uh, I, on, on this Sunday, oh gosh, I'm everywhere. I uh, love to wear this, this stole. This stole, uh, as some of you know, uh, my dad is a pastor, and this was given to me by him, uh, but it was also given to him by his dad. Uh, and so as I, I preach on All Saints Sunday, I'm reminded that it's not just me, and it's not just you. It's all those people who came before the ones who showed us what love looks like. The ones who can't be here in the flesh today and yet are here in us. I bet you have those people as we light our candles and we remember. Those people whose death was heartbreaking for you and hard for you, but in their life left a mark on you, shaped you, reshaped you, sometimes even when you didn't want them to. And they are here as well. That's our promise. We are not alone. They're never gone. It all continues. It's All Saints Sunday. We remember that story, that first story of death and of resurrection, of heartbreak and then joy. And we know that those men and women who are important to us, they're here with us too singing that praise and holding us up as we continue to be people of God's love.